This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Alongside Mike Evans, I am Mark Schlereth, Millennial Ben, still producing the show. Want to thank... Uh, Great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Check them out. Also, stinkinggood.com for all your green chili and queso needs. Stinkinggood.com. By the way, I mean, just on a side note, by the way, um, Bet Rivers sponsors this, but they're also sponsoring my new Man 101 show. So uh, it's going to be by the Bet Rivers Network, Man 101. You can find us on YouTube. But we're going to start filming a new season. They're doing a bunch of compilation videos of of past Man 101s, which are pretty funny, pretty well done. Describe uh, Man 101. I think it, it people could pretty much get the right. gist well, of it. But. Man 101 is basically letting your uh, yarble swing, right? It's about going out there and tackling a job, even though you don't know what you're doing. But you're just going to get out there. You know, it was J.C. Penney that years ago, Mike, you remember J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney was actually a real guy. It's not just a department store. J.C. Penney was a guy that the department store was named after. And he's got one of my favorite quotes of all time. The best teacher itself, is, or the best teacher I know is the job itself. Ooh. J.C. Penney. Best teacher I know is the job itself. So it's about going out there and, you know, you may flub up a couple of times, but you've done the work. And at the end of the day, like this is what I always say about doing my own stuff. At the end of the day, you take pride in getting it done. And you're the only one that knows where the bodies are buried. Like, you're the only <laughs> one that really knows where all the mistakes are, right? <laughs> right. Because everybody else just can't see them on the surface. Right. But you know where you they know. are. You know. You've hidden them. <laughs> yes, you it's have. It's like Jimmy Hoffa's bones. Right. <laughs> you put them somewhere. I like I like that, by the way. It's like, you know, you think about some of the great TV shows. They have the the, the title, and then uh-huh. there's, like, the subtitle. Yours can be Man, o- Man 101, Let Your Yarbles Swing. Yeah. Let your yarbles breathe, baby. <laughs> like one of the things I'm going to have to do, probably my first episode, is I um, and I just you can check it out on you can find it on the internet. Um, I'll post it on my YouTube channel. But um, I had to I had to cut down my petri last year. Yeah, that was sad. Right, right in the front yard where you know when I'm doing the work and I'm all dirty, I don't have to go in the house and and. And use the facilities with your wife yelling at you about your grassy legs and stuff. I had a tree that I just cut out some notches in that I could pee in right in the front yard. And you couldn't see me. I could just hide in there and let her flow. And you had to cut that down. I had to cut it down. That had so to be a really emotional day. It was a very, very emotional day. Um, but I am going to, I've got a couple of trees in the backyard that I am going to carve out a little area. Oh, good. I'm going to carve out a little area and just... Uh, Let the legacy of the P-Tree continue. Right. Just sprinkle my awesomeness out there I every, like that. Every, every couple of days. And you know, while you're doing these Man 101 videos, perhaps somebody will take notice and say, you know what? Mark Schlereth needs to be part of the Tom Brady celebrity roast. Ooh. I like... I, Although... I mean... 
roasts are usually, you know, you go after a guy, right? You kind of make fun of a guy. Kind of mean-spirited. It is mean-spirited, but it's kind of guy stuff. But I just don't know that I could be mean-spirited to Tommy. I mean, number one, who do you— it, Well, the fact it, you just called him Tommy means yeah. you, you can't. Jules is going to be there. Edelman, yep. Gronk is going to be there. Sure. Who else is going to be there? Uh, let's see. Who? Uh, Peyton Manning's got to be there. Peyton's got to roast him. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, boy, would it be great if Bill Belichick would do it? He wouldn't, but, man, that'd be good. Who's the Boston comedian? Like the, the oh, the Bill, Boston comedian? Bill, Bill Burr. Burr would be great. Oh, Mark yeah. Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg would be great. Maybe Ben Don, Affleck. I think Donnie Wahlberg would be better, but, but both of them. All the Wahlbergs. All the Wahlbergs. All the Wahlbergs. <laughs> you could serve Wahlbergers at the at roast. At the roast. Yeah, I would just get up and be like all like, oh, here it comes. Stink's going to unload. I'd be like, Tom, man, you're beautiful, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything derogatory about you. Yeah. You know what would be great, actually? I just thought of this. You know what would be awesome? Wow. Bridget Moynihan. Oh. She'd be good, too. I think she'd be really funny. She's, I mean, you see her on Blue Blood. She plays a right. very straight-laced uh, character, but she's. She's got a wit about her. She's a little sharp, so I, I think she'd be awesome. Now, that he dated her, right? Well, and they had a child together. They had a child, but they never were married. No, but she may have been under the impression they were going to get married. Tommy. He's, so. a, he's a killer. <laughs> he's a killer. You know what she had him? She had a, She had him 28 to 3. Yeah. And guess what? He got out of it. He just poured back. He just poured back. <laughs> he scored a couple of touchdowns late, kicked yeah. the field goal, yeah. and said later. <laughs> wow. Maybe you should be doing the roast. That's, yeah. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees. What did you make of Drew Brees saying, hey, I'm um, – Mutual agreement, leaving NBC. I don't know what's next for me. Could be TV. I could return to playing. That got a lot of attention. Right. Could just coach my kids, you know, T-ball teams, whatever. What What do you think is next for Drew Brees? First of all, do you put any stock in the idea he could be playing again? All right. So, as far as playing again for Drew Brees, there's no way. I mean, that dude was done before he retired. And, listen, he's one of the greatest that's ever played the game. I was calling a game in New Orleans when, remember he broke a rib and then he broke, and then it was three ribs and then it was 11 ribs that he broke, right? I mean, he was breaking ribs like, I mean, they, they were, it was like they were made of paper mache. They were just breaking right and left. So, I, listen, the guy was never, he, he was never blessed with the greatest or the biggest arm talent. You know, he really threw it from the ground up. He used Tom House exclusively to kind of, build up that arm talent, and, and it was fine. But he diminished over time, um, like what you would expect. But there's no way that guy's coming back to football. Here's what I believe is going to happen. I believe Fox is going to sign him. I believe Fox and NBC were in cahoots, and uh, they're going to wrangle him away, and he's going to be either calling games for us or working in studio for us. That's that's my initial just gut reaction to Drew Brees all of a sudden being the hot commodity for NBC and then all of a sudden not being at NBC. I think that's what happened. So I would be I would be really surprised if Fox doesn't announce some type of that they're going to sign him here 
in the very near, very near future. I think we all kind of, when we were watching the, the dominoes fall and Troy Aikman leaving, Tom Brady coming aboard once he's mm-hmm. done playing, but that almost sort of left a gap that, hey, the, Fox is still going to go after somebody big name. And uh, hey, for me, personally, jury's still out on Drew Brees as a commentator. Sure. It's kind of uh, been kind of eh so far, but uh, he's got the name. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, name. he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played a game. So he's Drew Brees. And, and listen, man, whatever. Like, it is what it is. And sometimes, yeah, uh, the TV world is very much like the uh, like the football world in that I've never met a coach that didn't think under his expert tutelage that uh, they were going to get the best out of a player. And sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. You know, if the guy – if the guy's not a great player, he's not a great player. Uh, you can always get better, Mike, but I, I just don't know that. I think TV is very much that way. Like, hey, like they they tried him out, but he wasn't. He didn't have the right, you know, tutelage. He didn't have the right mentorship. He didn't have the right people directing him. You know, he comes into our facility. It's a different facility. We'll get the best out of Drew Brees. That's how. I mean, TV executives think just like like NFL head coaches. And general managers, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's how they go. And, and you know, we'll see. Like, they keep signing guys. I mean, what happens to me? They keep signing guys. Yeah, eventually, you, uh, I just anybody, get anybody, anybody reach out to you? Uh, where, where do you fit in all this? I, I, listen, man, I'm just happy to, happy to work. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I still have a, <laughs> my contract is up. Oh, boy. Nobody's right. really talked to me. Yeah. Awkward. Good thing. Yeah, awkward. Good, good thing I got. Sorry, bet. everybody. Hey. It just got a little uh, right. awkward in here. Good thing I got. Temperature bet. just dropped a little bit. A good thing I got Bet Rivers. So <laughs> and man, one hundred and one. How, how many shows do you guys need? A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Seven men and one hundred and ones coming your yeah. way. Get yeah. ready. While we're talking about uh, one quarterback, who yeah, would appear his days are done. There's still some uh, some really good, exciting quarterbacks to talk about. Even the controversial ones. Deshaun Watson. Meeting with NFL officials this week. He's uh, then going to take a bunch of Cleveland Brown teammates to the Bahamas. Yeah. For some team bonding. Team bonding. They bring in masseuses. All right. Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Way too, too soon. soon. Too, I knew you were going to do that. God, I can read you like a book. Too uh, soon. I mean, all right. Hey, great. Dude, there's going to be a significant suspension. Define that. It's got to be double-digit games. Double-digit? Double-digit. Now, upon appeal, it may drop down to, can it be less than eight games? Well, you and I talked about this last week that I I think it's a bit of a tell. You, you stressed how Roger Goodell is part of the schedule process. And is in touch with the schedule maker. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Cleveland schedule, the, the like their first seven, I believe it's first seven games, they're all very, from a scheduling standpoint, very vanilla. All one o'clock games. Right. No, they have one. They have one Thursday night. They have one Thursday night game. But other than that, all one o'clock games until October thirty first. There's a Monday nighter against Cincinnati in Cleveland, and to me. That I, I think Deshaun Watson's playing in that game. So either he is suspended right up until that game, and that's his first game back, or he's suspended, and then he gets to play a game before then. 
I I just don't think that they schedule that game in Cleveland on a Monday night if they still suspect he's going to be suspended. So you go, maybe it's a, like, I think Ben Roethlisberger had one allegation against him, initially got a six-game suspension, and then got it reduced to four games. I think Ezekiel Elliott, same thing, had a one accusation against him. Mike got a six-game suspension, uh, diminished to a four-game suspension. This is 22 separate allegations or 23 separate allegations, right? I mean, you can't just go, hey, six games, reduce it to four. You need to send a statement. And right. then, oh, in the appeal process, it got right. knocked down to so this. So it's, it's got to be at least, hey, we started with 10 games and maybe knock it down to six or eight. What does eight games get him? Does that get him there in time to play? So it, if you look at what we're talking about here, that, that Monday night game, they play six games, excuse me, seven games before that Monday nighter. Do they have a bye week at any time? Or is that after? Uh, the bye week is after. In fact, the bye week is after that Monday night game. Yeah, I, I mean, it would seem just by the schedule that they're hoping or they're feeling like it's going to be a six-game suspension. That's what it feels like to me. an eight-game suspension you know, reduced down, down to six. or Down yeah, to six, right. Appealed. Right. So that's what it feels I Again, I have no idea, but yeah, I like that does that that from a scheduling standpoint, that does make sense. Speaking of the Bengals, Joe Burrow came out this week and said, We know how to win now. We know how to win. What we did last year, we're only gonna build on. We know how to win. All right. Well, you think about the Cincinnati Bengals, Mike. You think about what they did. Last year, what did they do? They loaded up, obviously they draft uh they drafted um, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver position, which myself and a lot of people were like, oh, they can't block anybody, right? And um, you know what? Like a lot of Cincinnati fans, and you know that Cincinnati fans and I have now had a little bit of a, you know, they've bowed their back a little bit. Winning a game to a Super Bowl will do that. Yeah, they won. They had one season – where they weren't absolute horse doo-doo, <laughs> and now they're bowing their backs. Speaking of bowing one's right. back, but go right. ahead. Yeah, so, okay, <laughs> one season. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo, Basil. So, we'll see if they can back it up. But I I like the general, kind of the general consensus of where they went. They didn't draft O-line. And, like, we're both right. Since then, hey, Jamar Chase was phenomenal. I'll give it to you, man. He Like, that guy's a difference maker, and... I'm not one that thinks that receivers are, are that big of a difference, but he was a difference maker. It's incredible. With that said, I was still right. I mean, your quarterback got sacked a million times over it. Like the, the game against the the game against the Tennessee Titans, there's no way if if Ryan Talon at Tannehill doesn't take a dump in his helmet, I mean, he just absolutely filled his helmet with doo-doo. There's no way you win that game. You got sacked nine times. Nine times. It's, you got you went with the Ferris Bueller, nine times sack, and you still found a way to win, which is, I mean, ballsy. Yeah, it's just like I Joe Burrow is all balls. That is, you I mean you got clackers? You just got when you when you walk to the shower, 
You're playing hacky sack. I mean, it's incredible. So, like, Burrow is, like, Burrow is the man. And they also, in free agency last year, they loaded up on defensive players, man. At J.D., uh, is it DJ Reader they got from Houston? And they got a, a couple of the back-end guys uh, from, you know, back-end guys that are, are good players. Like, they did a great job of building that football team. And this offseason, what do they do? They addressed the O-line. So the one big weakness, they addressed it. But here's what I would say to Cincinnati fans. Just like you guys bowed your back and you're puffing your chest out and you're peacocking around Cincinnati right now. You're just just walking around like a big peacock. I don't know if a peacock makes that sound or not, but that feels like a peacocky that sound to me. That felt peacocky to me. Yeah, it does. It feels peacocky to me as well. So you're walking around. You got your plume out. Is it a plume? Uh, yeah, you're. Yeah, you got your plume. You're out. rolling sevens right now. Yeah, you're Keep shaking going. your tail feathers. You're doing everything right now. You're feeling really good. Let me just tell you about how the NFL works. Okay, one, you ain't sneaking up on anybody, right? Everybody's aware that you were good last year. Okay, so you're not going to sneak up on anybody. The other thing is, let me just see. And I think your quarterback is a stud, man. I think he has got, he's got the stuff that that. Like, he's got the stuff that, that leads football teams. Yeah, clackers. But my experience is it's much easier to deal with failure than it is with success. So you had success last year. Let's see if you're reading your own press clippings. That's what I would say. I just kind of wonder if they're due for a regression, meaning, like, miss the playoffs regression. Because it happens so quickly. You're, you're talking about a team who the last two years – Two and fourteen and four eleven and one. Okay, and then all of a sudden, you go ten and seven. Uh huh. It's good. You're a four seed. Mm-hmm. You're, but you're not exactly at the top of everyone's Super Bowl favorite list. You're, you're kind of off the radar, and yet there you go. You find right. yourself in the Super Bowl, close. So you almost pull it out, right? But is that almost like you said? Is that almost too much too soon? Joe Burrow says we know how to win. I still remain skeptical, especially in that in that division where you know well, I think the division, you're going to get the best out of yeah uh, you know, and then in that conference, I just think that's a. I can see a reg- it's just a gut feeling. Now I'm going to get Bengal fan fan mad at me, but I just see them regressing this year. I see them. I, I can see that. I, I think Baltimore is much better again this year. Like they had a, they had an issue. Um, Lamar Jackson had COVID not once but twice. Came in, John Harbaugh, like when I met with John Harbaugh, John's like, man, he's not the same right now. He had lost 10 pounds. He's having a tough time getting his strength back, yada, yada, yada. He had this whole, you know, litany of things that were going wrong. Like, I think Baltimore rebounds and is, is again, dominant in that division. And then, you know, and then I mean, Pittsburgh quarterback issue. We've got question marks. You've got a little tiny spork hand guy. <laughs> Playing over there, I don't know. And then did you, you got, just say Kenny Pickett has spork hands? Yeah, and you got spork hand guy. Spork and then you, hands. And then you, and then you got, and then you got, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, Mitch, yeah, yeah. Mitchell, don't call me Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, who is like, uh, like he's just trying to convince himself that he's that he's competent. 
I can play. I remember the play. I feel really confident. I'm, I'm ready to play. Wait, bring bring them all. Bring on the division. You know, give me a break, <laughs> dude. You got. And you got Mason Rudolph too. Yeah. Speaking of, like, he's the reverse of uh, Joe Burrow. Yes. Yeah. What are the opposite of Clackers? Yeah. I that uh, he he of raisin. I was just gonna say right. he's walking around with raisins. Right. One dude's playing hacky sack. The <laughs> The other is spitting raisins. Yeah, that one's splitting. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think you're going to get a lot of pushback from Pittsburgh or well, Pittsburgh will always have a good defense, though, right? Yeah, always have a good defense. Yep. In Cleveland, Cleveland, how long is he going to be suspended? Yeah, and Cleveland and... just feels Cleveland just feels weird to me. Cleveland feels like they got a lot of really good players that. That don't really that don't really know what it takes. They're just a big giant incomplete to me. You yeah. know, just Watson. How long is he going to be suspended? What's he going to look like when he does come back and but play football about, in over here? The division, Mike. Think about. It. Okay, you got Buffalo and New England, right? Yeah. Come on, Miami. They're loading up, right? You got KC. You got the you got the Chargers. You got the Broncos. Have yep. and you, you and got you got the Raiders. the Raiders with yep. Like so in that I mean and you get Indy. Indy is. It's going to be good. Playoffs. Yep. Jacksonville should should get contract. What do you call that when you get relegated? You get you get <laughs> should get relegated to the relegated uh, kicked to the, out of the Premier League. All right, out of the that get, you get sent down to the minors. Yes. So Jacksonville is they're 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 becoming the Ted Lasso led yeah. uh, NFL team. They're just one Urban Meyer away from being good. Just there to turn it around. Yeah. Cynthia Freeland. Mm-hmm. From NFL.com, you know her from your ESPN days. Sure. You, or she was there. Real good when it comes to the analytics of, uh, Big analytics. of football. Yeah. She put together her top 11 NFL offenses. Uh-huh. And let me just do a, a countdown from five. Okay. Okay. So for five, you had the Rams, four, Tampa Bay, three, Cincinnati, two, the LA Chargers, and one, the number one offense in the NFL, according to her, Buffalo. Any of those that you wouldn't put in your top five, and and mm. anything about that order? Well, mm. Let's start with Buffalo. Buffalo got the best offense in the NFL. Well, like I, I want to see how they transition away from um, Brian Dable. So they're a big they're a big spread football team. You know they don't necessarily rely on their running game very much, and they've got the quarterback to. You know, scramble around to make plays and to do all that stuff. I think they've got a really good receiving core. Uh, I think they've got you know a very efficient offensive line. So like I I like I don't have a problem with them being the number one offense. I don't, and I I really think that uh, Josh Allen is is pretty damn good. Chargers number two. The, the Chargers like seems a little high to me. It, me too. I, and I think they've done with with Slater at the left tackle position. I think they've really bolstered their O line. Um, I love I love the little running back. What's the little running back from Northern Colorado? Austin Eckler. Or, yeah, Austin Eckler. Uh, not Northern Colorado, but he's from uh, School of Mines or something, right? He's a Colorado kid. Yeah, not School of Mines. I think it's down more by. Um, it's down by Gunnison. Western State? No, not Western State. Just keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, he played at a small little school, little yeah. vi- Division Two school, but he's a damn good. He's a damn good little player. I think they've got one of the most undervalued receiving cores. Uh, Keenan Allen is just tremendous to me. So I, you know, Western Colorado. What 
Western, Western Colorado. Colorado, same thing. Whatever I said. So uh, they're all the same. They, those all those schools play like in the same kind of area. Colorado. In Gunnison, 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 Colorado. For those who not don't know, uh, near near Crested Butte, one of the great ski towns in in America, right there. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knows where Crested Butte is. Well, I'm telling you, you should know. Okay. So I, but I have a lot of I like I there's just there's just question marks there. I I think they've got the potential to be really good. I think the Bengals, like they've fortified their offensive line. They've got balance. They've got a running game in Joe Mixon. They've got a couple of really good wide receivers. Um, they've got a quarterback that's just absolutely like we talked about, a clacker ash. Uh, I think the I think Tampa Bay is great. Um, obviously with with Brady and their receiving core is phenomenal. They did have you know they did have some movement. They got Shaq Mason from New England, who I think is a really good player. Um, Ali Marpet just decided to retire. He's just like, I'm done. See ya. And uh, I think they lost Alex Kappa, who's a really tough, hard-nosed offensive guard. So that scared me. But they run the ball. I think they I think Godwin will be back. He's phenomenal. Mike Evans is incredible. Um, I like the Rams. I, I worry a little bit what worth retiring. I worry a little bit about their O line, some of the issues they've had there. Cooper Cup's amazing. Allen Robinson's a nice addition yeah. there. Um, so I, yeah, I don't. I guess I don't necessarily have any issues. Uh, KC not on that list. KC it, was sixth on right. this uh, Cynthia Freeland list. Yeah, and Green you know, Bay seven, Dallas eight. Yeah, I, I mean receiving core issues or question marks, not issues, but question marks with KC. Dallas lost Amari Cooper, but they do have Ceedee Lamb. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think those, those, you know, I think those are, make sense. Let's just say that. Finishing up kind of a tough topic to talk about, but I, I wanted to bring it up because I think we saw the, the positives of, of what NFL teams, players, what they can mean for their community with the shooting in Buffalo mm. and the way that the bills, current bills, former bills, you know, a lot of those former bills live in the community. Right. I thought it was really special and powerful and just good to see in a in a tragic situation the way that they helped out and that they were they they showed hey we're we're part of this community we don't just play here but we're yeah. part of this community yeah i think that was i i think is amazing um there's such a connection between that community i know so many guys that that you know i played against during my days um and played a Super Bowl against the Bills. And like Thurman Thomas still lives there. Yeah. You know, Jim Kelly still's around. Like, there's a ton of guys that just make Buffalo their home. Guys who probably, when they found out they were going to Buffalo, were, we're like, like, what? Right. Buffalo? You're kidding me. Yeah, but they, and, and and they made it home. Right, and they're so embraced by that fan base. That fan base is incredible. They're just absolutely incredible. And so to watch them come together, you know, it was um, – I was part of the Broncos in, in 1999 when Columbine happened here. And um, to go to the hospitals and to meet with the kids and um, and uh, maintain some connections all these years later, um, you know, it's just it's, it's the power of the NFL. And it's a, it's a, there's a really strong bond between the community and the team, right? And that's why you have to understand the, the public trust nature of, like, of, of what your organization means to that community. 
and why ownership um, really needs to understand the the value and the power you have and how important it is to be, you know, transparent and how important it is to to build a football team that um, that you can be proud of that that you know that has a chance to compete and to win and that you bring in uh, good people within into your organization. So I think all those things, Mike, are incredibly important. Well, re- kudos, really kudos to the Bills for at least trying to you know spread a little little light during a just a a very very tough situation. Yeah, it really was. Um, anyhow, hey, by the way, just on a sidebar, just completely off that topic. It's nut cutting time. Speaking of Yarbles, we've talked a lot about Yarbles. It's nut cutting time for one Tua. Uh, Miami was number eleven on that Cynthia Freeland top offenses. They uh, have loaded eleven. They've loaded up on offensive players from Tyreek. You know they got Jalen Waddle last year in the draft, right? They they they've loaded up on on offensive players. They're basically telling you, hey, uh, you know, pooper, get off the pot. Tua, so this is this is a there may not be a player in football that has more pressure on him than Tua. He's certainly in the top part of the list. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, yep. No question. You're about absolutely it. right. Anyhow, just uh, off the top of my head, uh, for Mike, I am Mark for Millennial Ben producing the show. We'd like to thank you. Thank uh, all the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Make sure you follow me on social media. Um, follow Bet Rivers and the Bet Rivers Network uh, as we uh, get prepared to launch a season of Man 101. Uh, also, Stinking Good Green Chili, uh, stinkinggood.com for all your green chili needs. For Like I said, for Mike, I am Mark, Millennial Ben. We thank you so much for being a part of the show.